Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two mildly balmy co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. And behind the computer, choking his own chicken, it is Bruce, the tugboat. Stugats. What's going on? It is... Well, when you're listening to this, it will be Thursday, and that means it is time for Fantasy Frenzy. Uh, So we're going to get right into it. I don't want to waste time today. Let's start off with the quarterback position. Before that, can we do a little news first? Sure. What's going on with Daniel Schneider? What's going on with that deal? I'm seeing a bunch of stuff about him. Oh, I was going to end today with that. Oh, all right. No, no, no. go ahead. Let's get it out. Let's just do it. Just because I, Dan know. Snyder has reportedly <laughs> hired the Bank of America to start to find possible uh, suitors to purchase the Washington Commanders. So after m- months and months of mounting pressure, after a ton of speculation, he is going to go forward with selling the team. Um, I'm going to guess he's going to want an absolute king's ransom back for the Commanders. I mean, at, at this point... The precedent has been set with uh, Rob Walton's purchase of the Denver Broncos. That was $4.6 billion. Um, I think for all intents and purposes, Washington could be worth more than that. Um, Actually, yes, according to Forbes, the commanders are ranked sixth as far as NFL team goes at a valuation of $5.6 billion, which I know that Denver got – I want to say it was around five hundred million more than what they were valued at. So, Correct. a sale of the Commanders, we could see six. Oh yeah, six point two billion dollars. And I, I think I, I think he'd be pretty happy with six billion dollars. Well, yeah, it says here that uh, he purchased the team in nineteen ninety nine for seven hundred and fifty million. So yes, I remember when he did. That's not that bad of a uh, ROI. I will say that much. Um, realistically, Dan Snyder is. Probably the scummiest. He's up there. Well, he's right, he's right in the uh, as far as owners go. He's he's um, he's up there around the league. He's considered a, a pretty big douchebag. Yeah, big. But you know, big scumbag. A lot of them guys that run that league are douchebags. So. Absolutely. Wait, the yeah. Dan Snyder? The Dan Snyder, like the guy who owns like half of Detroit. That's Dan Gilbert, Bruce. Oh. It's Dan Gilbert, dumbass. Well, what are you gonna do? Anyways, two guys um, they're both named Dan. So yeah. Washington Commanders are currently looking for a new owner, and we know how this goes. They, after they find somebody, then everybody's got to approve them and all that happy horse shit. So uh, not a quick process, but we'll keep you updated on uh, whatever's going on there. Now, any other news that popped up to you? Well, that was that was about it. I was just curious about that deal just because I seen a few things I didn't notice it earlier. Anyway, let's do it. Uh, let's start off with quarterbacks, um, starts and sits of the week. Uh, obviously we know who the automatic starts are. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Josh (laughs) Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, honestly, I saw something on here that I thought was really interesting. Currently Joe Burrow's ranked second in points. Um, and I mean, it did not start out that way. He started out a little bit slow, so... Uh, if, if you're a Joe Burrow owner, I mean, 
especially against Carolina this week. I, I think you're playing him. Um, but one that I thought was really, really interesting this week, uh, Geno Smith up against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona currently allows the 20 or, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the eighth most points to quarterbacks. Uh, their defense is not that great, as we know. Most of the games that the Cardinals are in this year have been high-scoring ones. They're shootouts. Their defense is not all that stout. Um, Geno Smith, on the other hand, we have seen time and time again now this year that he can put up points. He's averaging 20 points out, twenty points a week. Uh, he rostered in 83% of leagues, so he's probably not out there. But if you own him... You're giving him a start this week against Arizona. Uh, he's coming off of a 21-point performance last week. Obviously, prior to that against Arizona, the first time they played, and the Chargers, he only put up 14s. Prior to that, though, 27-34-21. So, Geno Smith, even though he had a downtrodden couple of weeks there and didn't put a, have a fabulous performance against Arizona the first time, I think Arizona's offense looks much better now that DeAndre Hopkins is there. And... Uh, I think this. I think the Seahawks are going to continue their winning ways this week. Um, I, I would run with Geno Smith this week if you have him rostered. On the other hand, I also don't hate Kyler Murray this week. He's currently quarterback six. He's averaging 21.2 points a week. Obviously, he's rostered 97% of league, so he isn't out there. But he's only started in 81%. I like him against Seattle's defense this week. But honest to God, I think I like Geno Smith a little bit better. Another guy that most people are not starting. He's owned in 85% of leagues, but only started in 43%. If you own Aaron Rodgers, play him this week against the Detroit Lions. The Packers are due for a big performance at the end of the day, as we have seen time and time and time again, the Detroit lions do not have one singular player who can cover anyone, literally anyone. Uh, they don't have anybody that can cover the ghost of Randall Cobb. They don't have anybody who could uh, cover Romeo Dobbs. Uh, I expect Aaron or Aaron Jones to have a good week running the ball and receiving the ball. Shout out to Bruce. Um, we, we know everything we need to know about Detroit's defense. They are shotgun to the dick. As, yeah, shotgun to the dick. As atrocious <laughs> as it gets. Aaron Rodgers currently ranked quarterback 18, and he's only averaging 15 points a week. But, you know, he has a four-point performance against Minnesota. Um, and if you look down the rest of his weeks, 18, 17, 17, 19, 14, 17, 16. He's right there. It's right there in the middle. So realistically, if we take out that one four-point performance against Minnesota in week one, he is more of a 17-and-a-half-point average, which would bump him up quite a bit. So he has not been awful. Well, I got a feeling his numbers will be really good this week. I have a feeling this week he's going to have an Aaron Rodgers-like day against the Lions. And one of his receivers is going to be a breakout guy this Yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be a big it's week. Tops. I think it's Dobbs, I yeah, think. especially with Watson still banged up. My sleeper this week. I, I think Aaron. I think Aaron Rodgers has a big week. Um, thankfully, we don't have to tell you to sit Russell Wilson because he's on a bye. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I will say this though: another guy I absolutely love this week, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Disappointed the shit out of me last week. Here's the thing: they're playing Vegas this week. 
Vegas is in trouble. We know how fucking awful the Las Vegas Raiders are in pretty much all aspects of the game at the moment. Uh, we all thought they were the, the best one in four football team we've seen this year. Yeah, and then last week against New Orleans, they proved to us and that the we were— came off the wagon. Yeah, we were wrong. Um, they are allowing the most points to opposing quarterbacks. You know Somehow— Who? Justin Fields. Oh, really? Well, if hold he on. Continue what he did last week, this week against the Dolphins. I think it could be really interesting. But the only thing that scares me with this game Ugh. is I, Chicago's I, defense. I, yeah, without, I, I agree. without their leader going in to Miami to play the Dolphins, I, I don't know. I think you're scares the shit out of me. Bat shit crazy, but um, okay. Yeah. This is the th- I thought Justin Fields looked really good. He finally looked yeah. like an NFL quarterback. This guys. defense is finally the Miami defense is it's pretty good. Uh yeah. It isn't no they're not, joke. They're not I that great. The Lions put fucking twenty eight on him. I'm excited to see Bradley Chubb's debut. I am too for the Dolphins. It, you know I heard an interesting fact that the trade for the trade that they traded for to, to go up. To take uh, the Trey Lance trade. Trey Lance. They the turned. three picks that they got. In exchange. So San Francisco took Trey Lance, and essentially right. they turned it into Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Right. They drafted Jalen Waddle, signed Tyreek Hill, and now they ch- signed Bradley Chubb. Yeah. With that deal for Trey With Lance. those first-round picks. So they got those three guys for Trey Lance. Fabulous. I, I'll take that's, that all. That's I would take that all day long. Office Gold work fucking there. star. Um, Justin Fields well, this what week. What do you think of that? That's, what do you think of that? Who's the fucking GM in Miami? Who knows, Stephen Ross. Um, but I'll I'll say this much: I like Justin Fields this week. He's only owned. I do too. He's only rostered in thirty-eight percent of leagues. Uh, he might if you if you you know if you are a. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, if you've been running the table with Daniel Jones or Justin Herbert and you need a spot start this week, maybe you only roster one quarterback. Justin Fields against Miami is not a bad pickup. He's currently ranked 15th, which I'm shocked by because he yeah. had some absolutely fucking awful games. He put up an 8 one week. He put up a 4 one week. He put up an 11 one week. Yeah, like but 50 as a, yards passing in a game. Complete game. Yes, the last four, 19, 19, 24, 27. So we're seeing an uptrend there. If you need a spot start this week, I have no problem picking up uh, fields and starting him. As far as guys I don't like, um, every atom of my being wants me to say Tom Brady against the Rams defense, but... I'm not going to look at Tom Brady analytically anymore. I'm going to look at it from a what do I think is going to happen standpoint because the the Buccaneers aren't doing anything that I think they're going to do analytically. Uh, Realistically, I think the Rams are down. I think they're depleted. I think they are going to finish last in their division. I said that yesterday as well. The the Buccaneers, again, if we use logic rather than numbers – the Buccaneers, much like the Giants shit the bed last week, the Buccaneers have to get one somewhere. They have to. They've got to get a good, nice, wholesome win. That doesn't stink. The whole thing is you've got to see which team is going to come out. Is it going to be that team that came out the first couple of weeks, or is it going to be the team that we seen last week? I have faith in that Brady That came out week. not ready to play, just unorganized totally, and just 
in disarray. I you know you kind of sound like a Lions fan right now. Wow. No, I have faith in Brady this week. So but you, you like him or no? I do like Brady okay. this week. But you know who I don't like? No. Matt Stafford. Well, I don't, I don't like Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Um, he's currently ranked quarterback 24. Okay? He's averaging 13 points a week. Um, we don't know Cooper Cup's status. We don't know if Cooper Cup is healthy. If Cooper Cup does not play... You could throw the dirt on the box. You could, yeah. That's that's the end for the Rams, and that's the end for any fantasy relevance that well, Stafford still has. Don't they have Allen Robinson? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I would rather fucking. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'd I rather take, take the that ghost of Randall Cobb over him. Fucking a. Um, another guy I really don't like this week, and this is my for sure sit: Zach Wilson, quarterback for the New York Jets, going up against Buffalo's defense. Uh, he has not looked great coming back from his injury. Um, week eight against New England, yes, he threw for 355 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the week prior to that against Denver's defense, who we know is a little bit better than New England, uh, 121 and nothing. Green Bay, 110 and nothing. Uh, five and eight point performances, respectfully. He also threw three picks against New England which worries me. He's also not really finding his best receivers, which Uncle Sam knows all too well. Against Buffalo, you lay off of Zach Wilson. You lay off of the Jets. Those are my... So start, sit, add Justin Fields, sit Stafford, sit Wilson, um, play Geno Smith, and play Tom Brady. Okay. Wow. We should probably uh, hear from our sponsor, you know? As the Detroit Lions show us each year, you can't win games if you don't have a game plan. The same goes for your finances. It's important to know the financial decisions you make today will affect your financial plans long into the future. Matt Lenhart and his team at Insignia Financial Company can help you plan for all your financial goals today and the long term. Call Matt at 734-744-9607 for a complimentary consultation to make sure your game plan aligns with your financial goals. Call Matt Lenhart from Insignia Financial Company at 734-744-9607 for your complimentary consultation. Do it now. You want to be set up for the long term. Remember, security and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated is separately owned, and any other entities or marketing names mentioned here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates. Call Matt now. Best decision you can make. All right. I'm just going to give you... Way to bring us back in there, Bruce. Three of my top guys this week, because I don't even want to talk about running backs right now because of that terrible trade that I made. Real quick, and I want to bring this to your attention. Three of the top four running backs are in a bye week this week. You have Nick Chubb, who's number one, McCaffrey, who's number three, and Saquon Barkley, who's number four. So if you are have a top-tier running back, you're kind of scrambling to fill right now. Go ahead. I don't think I do because I'm playing Miles Sanders versus the one-ply toilet paper Houston Texans. Wow. Absolutely going to have a game this week. Another guy, Raheem Mozart. Houston allows the most points to running backs, by the way. I want to go through them, and then we can talk. Okay. Raheem Mozart against 
the Bears defense, who's dog as well. They're good, but fuck. Uh, another one. <laughs> Travis Etienne versus the Raiders. That Take was, that, that was with what fabulous. You will. I'll tell you who I like. Aaron Jones against the Detroit Lions. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to fucking say it. In fact, he'll have a 30-point this week. You plug him in. Did we not say that last week? What? This sounds all too familiar to me. I think we said this last week. If you plug Aaron Jones in this week and play this guy, he's going to put a 30-point on fucking Detroit. Great. Uh, Guaranteed. Yes. I'm playing him now. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson against Indianapolis. I like that start. Um I don't like Fournette against the Rams, just to add on to what Bruce said. Um, but as far as Etienne, Sanders, and Mozart, uh, ranked 19th, 20, and 21st, respectively, going up against Sanders, going up against Houston, they allow the most points to running backs. Etienne, monster week last week, 23.7 points. Even though his average is a little low, I, I think the rest of the way now with James Robinson gone, you can expect pretty big things out of Travis. Fact, I, I don't like him this week. Who? James Robinson. I don't like him against that Buffalo defense this Fuck. week. D- don't I play got any to this Jets this week. Yet. Don't uh, play any Jets this week. I haven't even gotten to the city. Um, Mozart, okay. Mozart against Chicago. Chicago has shockingly allowed a lot of points to running backs. They're currently ranked 29th against running backs. Now, I don't know how Jeff Wilson's going to be integrated into this offense yet. That is no. the only question mark I have on Raheem Mozart. But he has, outside of last week, I mean, we got some big games in there. We have a 13-pointer, an 18-pointer, a 21-pointer. Averaging 11 points a week, you kind of got to play the guy. Um, I, I was kind of weary about against Chicago. Okay. But there's no Roquan Smith anymore. Exactly. So I'm not worried about that anymore. I'm not worried about that. But I think out of everybody you said, in fact, Sanders, I dropped the Chicago Bear defense as soon as they traded the one ply toilet paper. Houston defensive. Texans. The Houston Texans. Uh, I think Miles Sanders is a big week, and I love Travis Etienne every week. So I see. I don't have Etienne, but I chose Miles Sanders and Raheem Mozart solely because of what happened this morning. I, you know what's you know what's mind boggling? I had to go balls to the wall. <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson currently ranked running back seven. Going up against Indianapolis this week. Indianapolis, they have now said that Jonathan Taylor has a high ankle sprain, so we don't know if we're going to see him. Naheem Hines is now gone. So I don't know who the fuck they're going to trot out there for Sam Ellinger to hand the ball to, but I think Stevenson could have a huge week against Indianapolis this week. Okay. All right, to my sits. Yep. I'm sitting. Well, I don't have him, but I'm telling you to sit him. Devin Singletary and or Naheem Hines as well. Because, see, what they do is what Buffalo likes to do is they, they use them in the beginning of the game, and then by the end of the game, their attempts go down. Well, yeah. Their numbers go down extremely. Problem is, he yeah, by the second half of the game, and you Josh don't know, Allen. But you also don't know who's going to be the scorer. You know what I mean? Well, correct. Who's going to be scoring the touchdowns? Right. They both have the that role. Naheem Hines is going to have a bigger role with Buffalo than he <coughs> did with Indianapolis. That's for sure. Also, the Buffalo running backs are very hard to, to choose what to do with because at the end of the day, Josh Allen realizes how easy it is to just go out there Josh and throw Allen touchdowns. Josh Allen is the best running back on their team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Leonard Fournette not playing him against the Rams. You know what? Fournette. Really? Fournette's I I, I, I truly think Fournette will be a key catalyst for this game coming up. It's going to be – you're going to get one of two weeks out of Fournette. 
You know, against Atlanta in week five, he put up a 30-pointer. Uh, but two weeks ago against Carolina, he put up a three. I, I think you're going to have one of those two games out of Fortnite. Either Brady's going to go out there and play absolute launch mode and throw the ball it's 40 all, times. It's all how the team is going to come out. If Correct. Comes out, and and they got a chip on their shoulder, sort of like Carolina did when they played Absolutely. them. Played them. Yep. They yeah. they didn't come out with the same intensity that Carolina had. Carolina, that was their Super Bowl. That was it. That yep. was their fucking Super Bowl, bud. It um, was. Just to add on what you said. Oh, do you have another sit or no? I'm weary about Josh Jacobs. I am weary about Josh. You took the words out of my mouth. I'm weary about Josh Jacobs this week. I couldn't do anything last week. Yeah. I'm no. worried about them, period. Against Jacksonville's D. Um, he put up a six last week, averaging 19, though. It's going to be very hard to sit him. But you, you got to consider it if you have a better option of, with him going up against. They, they, Vegas does one thing well, and it is uh, against the run. Yes. Their front looks decent. Again, or I mean, uh, Jacksonville does one thing well, and it's against the run. For the most yeah, part, the in most. my opinion. I He's, also he could come to life a little bit. Yeah. I despise never... Antonio Gibson against Minnesota this week. Okay. He's put up forty five points in the last two weeks. He's reemerged. Um Minnesota does not allow points to running backs. They are currently ranked fourth. Um and Antonio Gibson has been so wishy washy this year. I'm not a huge fan of him going up against Minnesota, and I think Minnesota is going to dominate that game. So that one, that one makes me want to vomit in my mouth a little bit. Um, do you got ads for us or no? Uh, I do not. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. would be my ad. Again, we don't know what he is going to be in that Miami offense. Um, he's currently only owned in 46% of leagues. He is out there for half of you. I, I like him. I've always been a Jeff Wilson guy. I think he fits the Miami offense more. I think now that we can see him away from Jimmy Garoppolo, away from the shit that they do with Debo Samuel, all of that, he might be the perfect complement to go with Raheem Mozart and put up some good points. I think they're going to have close to a 50-50 share there. I think it's going to be much. He's going to get many, many, many more carries than he did in San Francisco. I like to hit him as a pickup. Um, and there's another guy that I like, and he's been disappointing me all year, but I think we're finally going to see it. He's averaging 10 points a week. He was on a bye last week, so we have no numbers on points. Um, he's currently ranked running back 32, Isaac Pacheco of the Kansas city chiefs. If you look at what Clyde Edwards Hilaire is doing. Started out the year very strong, 20, 13, 12, 21. The last three weeks, 5, 3, and 9. And the only reason he got 9 is because he scored a touchdown against San Francisco because otherwise it would have been another 3. Um, Kansas City running backs are extremely hard to decide what to do with simply for the fact that they utilize Jarek McKinnon. They obviously utilize Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, I think Pacheco is going to come on here. Now that we're in the end of the year, I actually said week eight he okay. would be the guy. Um, he's only owned in 25% well, I, of leagues. I, I had told you Pacheco was going to take his spot. Yes, and I. that's why I – I mean, we were early, early, early in the process. I remember right after the draft, and I told you that Pacheco kid was going to 
take Edwards Alaire's job. Correct. He got his first start last week against San Francisco. He put up a 17. I like Pacheco going forward. Again, only owned in 25% of leagues. He is out there for 75% of us. If he is, I think you add him, you stash him. Again, he put up 17 against Frisco last week. That's that's, that's nothing to shake a stick. Absolutely. And they play Tennessee this week. They're gonna they're gonna have to run the ball. Especially or Yeah, no. They're gonna have to run the ball this week. No questions asked. I was hammer I would hammer Isaac Pacheco if if you can get him. Uh, One guy that I think that you could pull the plug on. I think the A.J. Dillon experiment's kind of over. We talked a lot this offseason about how A.J. Dillon was going to come in there and take part of the workload away from... Uh, he does not look... He doesn't look nearly as he dominant as he did the last year. He did not look the way he did last year, I'll say that much. No. He was very powerful last year, and this year he looks slow, and it looks like he's running in quicksand. I, I agree. Like uh, I think you can, if you need to, if you want to free up space for, I don't know, say... Deonta Foreman, if he's available in your league, or Naheem Hines, or Tyler Algier. Those three guys are trending upward. A guy like A.J. Dillon from draft time is trending downward. If you'd like to make the room, you can go ahead and do it there. Okay. Tell me about the receivers. Well, there's a couple of guys I like this week. I love Tyler Boyd against the Carolina Panthers secondary this week. As you know, Jamar Chase is out. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but I just feel that uh, Boyd had a, a good week last week, and I I really see him trending upward this week. I really do. I know that they look bad playing the Cleveland Browns, but I I got a feeling they'll get they'll get it together, and this kid could have a, a breakout game this week. I think um, against the Carolina Panthers secondary. They're allowing 36 fantasy points a week to receivers. Yes, and you don't have Jamar Chase there to no Jamar Chase. take that away. Take it. Him and T. Higgins, and I figure they will roll their coverage more toward T. Higgins than him. This guy, this guy could be running all afternoon out by himself. You, you want to know something? Tyler Boyd's having a better year than T. Higgins is, and yes. nobody thought that was going to be the case. I've always thought, that for some reason Tyler Boyd was the slept-on one in this offense. Um, here's the long and the short of it. With Jamar Chase out, Cincinnati's offense looks very, very, very different than it did with him. True. We I, know I think, this. You know what? That was a divisional game last week. I don't think the it's going to be that without bad. without Jamar Chase, and I think they had some they, – they turned it up in the second half, and they did some scoring there late to keep it from – Totally looking horrible, Correct. but I, I think they'll get it together this week, and you'll see a different uh, Cincinnati Bengal team out there. You know, Tyler Boyd is only starting in 49% of leagues. Yeah. I mean, it's he's, he's currently wide receiver 14. With Jamar Chase out, he T. Higgins already has his role in that offense. Correct. Period. Tyler Boyd now kind of goes from a three to a one. T. Higgins still stays where he was in my eyes. I think Tyler Boyd is the is going to be the catalyst to get this offense going. Obviously, he's not nearly as talented as Jamar Chase, but I think he's going to be extremely effective. I do agree with you. I love him against Carolina this week. Uh, next guy I would like to talk about is somebody who hasn't played since week one, Keenan Allen. 
I like Keenan Allen this week against the Atlanta Falcons secondary. And everybody was talking that Mike Williams is expected to be sidelined this week. He's dealing with some injury stuff. So I, I just think Keenan Allen right now, they needed him back bad. He's been nursing this hamstring. He suited up last week but didn't play. I think you want to play him this week, especially against Atlanta secondary. Atlanta think, allows the most points. to Correct. Receive. And I think he will absolutely come in and put a monster game up. I, I Especially think so. if he's healthy. I think so, too. Um, I also will say this much. DeAndre Carter is sitting out there in a lot of leagues. And, granted, and, and I, I would play the shit out of him. This he's week. a return guy, okay? So if you play in a league like we do where return yards count, uh, he is brilliant returning the football. Now, he a- he's averaging between three and five targets a week, but he's turning them into a couple of things. He only has one touchdown on the year, but he has had some games with very nice yardage, 64, 55, 31, 16. If you have a flex spot open and you count return yards, DeAndre Carter is a, a guy to have. He's court, uh, wide receiver 32 in our league that counts uh, return yards. I-, I like him. Keenan Allen, you've got to respect the guy. I mean, year after year after year after year after year, he puts up points, but he usually misses a few games due to injury. If he can stay healthy the rest of the year, don't be shocked to see him finish in the top 20 Correct. for wide receivers missing that half talented. The year. Right. And, and, and that's missing half you the year. You saw the Chargers go, too. Now you don't have Mike Williams. Right. You didn't have Keenan Allen for how many weeks now? Since week one. Yes, eight weeks. Okay, eight weeks. No Keenan Allen. And you know what? They haven't done too well. In that eight-week span. No. They pulled out a couple of overtime wins, got lucky, and uh, I think they really need him back bad. You want to know what sucks? Yeah. You can't tell everybody to start Amari Cooper this week. I love Amari Cooper. I know, but unfortunately, he's on a bye, so you're going to have to think outside the box. Because you know why? I got the next guy for you. I love Chris Olave this week (laughs) against the Baltimore (laughs) Ravens defense. Why are you fucking laughing? Why are you making noise? I love Chris Olave this week. I love Chris Olave every week. Because guess what? These rookie guys, we've been looking for the next good receiver, great receiver. Chris Olave could be the guy. Am I wrong on that or no? I, Huh? I, I'm, Chris Olave just became Amari Cooper really fast. I don't love really? that. I mean, he had a slow week last week. He only caught five balls for 52 yards. But other than that, he's been averaging double digits every week. I know. Yeah, I, know. I, love I don't know kid. why I don't love that, though. I don't really know if it's Andy Dalton, it's the Saints, it's inconsistency, it's you don't know what you're going to get. But Andy Dalton is targeting Olave, and I love that. That's he gets true. gets a lot of targets. And you know what? I'll take that guy who gets seven, eight, nine targets a game. Yeah. I'll take that guy every week, that consistency. I'll do that. And that's what Chris Olave is, consistent. Play him. Play him against that Ravens secondary. All right. Uh, Who don't you like? There's one guy I don't like, and I've already mentioned his name. Allen Robinson against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't talk about Allen Robinson. I fucking can't stand him against the Tampa Bay Allen Robinson's not relevant, though. That's the thing. Allen Robinson's not. He's my lead sit this week. No, he's Allen Robinson. No. For some reason, Allen Robinson is still owned in 45% of, or hold on. Excuse me. He's still owned in 62% of leagues. Drop him! <laughs> yeah. You got to do better than that. Do okay. better. 
Do better. Find somebody worse than that. All right, here's here's the guy I'm afraid of this week, and it scares the shit out of me. Garrett Wilson against the Buffalo Bills defense. Yes. It scares Fuck. me. I love Garrett Wilson. I think him and Chris Olave are, are two of the top young receivers coming out that came out this year. But I am very nervous about playing him against that Buffalo secondary this week. So he and that and that Zach Wilson is a fucking shit show. Uh, the the Jets the Jets right now are, God, you know what the Jets are right now? With the, without Brees Hall, they are not the same team. The Jets right now are just literally have one foot off the edge of the mountain. Like they're right there. Somehow they're dangling, and they're just hanging there and hanging there. And at some point, the back foot's gonna slip, and you're gonna come fucking down. Yeah. And I think we're right there. This could be the week if they, depending on how bad, they're going to lose to the Bills. It just depends on how badly they're going to get mutilated by the Bills. We'll decide how quick that tailspin is going to If they are able, if James Robinson is able to get any kind of push this week, it, it could be a different ball game. Please. I, I, I'm just saying, Please. if they're able to run the ball, it will help these receivers out immensely. Listen to me. Yeah, that's, yes, you're yes. right. Brees Hall is gone. Correct. They have no faith in Michael Carter. James Robinson is 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 James Robinson is officially living on borrowed time. Okay. The only reason he was still relevant was because he was on Jacksonville and Jacksonville was so putrid <laughs> that he was relevant. Um I, it's just it's awful. Like realistically, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Once after this season, Brees Hall will be healthy. Michael Carter is the number two. James Robinson's gonna get cut. They only traded him to fucking bash his head in. Well, well, Brees Hall is out. And then everybody will be sitting there all offseason talking about J- where James Robinson's going to go. And some poor bastard of a team will pick him up when their running back goes down in training camp. And he will rush the ball 11 times a week for 42 yards. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well said. Well okay. said. Yeah. All right. Where are we at? Tight ends? Well, we got to talk. Do you have any ads? Uh, because I have one that's go ahead. absolutely jumping off the page at go ahead. right now. Um, there's one guy that I it's just chilling out here that I actually am a big fan of, kind of. Um, Mac Hollins, the wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, he had one monster week, week three against Tennessee. He put up 26 points. But there have been moments where he's looked decent. Against Arizona, he put up a 10. They played Arizona. Uh, I'm sorry. They don't play Arizona this week. Against Houston two weeks ago, he put up an 11. Against New Orleans last week, he put up a 10. Um, He has two touchdowns on the year. He got one against Houston, but he put up 65 yards last week. And he caught seven of his eight targets. I will say this. With as much disarray as going on in Las Vegas as there is, and with us not knowing which way Devontae Adams is going, and we don't even know if Hunter Renfro is alive... Uh, he's only, I think he's still suffering from that concussion that Isaiah Simmons gave yeah. him three weeks ago. He's only owned in eight percent of leagues. If you have a deeper league, or you have a, or you have a two flex league, or you just want a little bit of wide receiver depth, or some guy with a little bit of upside to throw on your bench, Mac Hollins is that guy. I mean, right now he's showing he's averaging nine target. and a half points a week. He's, he's a big target, end zone target. Absolutely, and I mean his target share is going up week by week. 
eight targets last week on a team with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs is nothing to to ignore, I would say. Yeah. Um, I, I like him as an ad. Uh, another guy that I like is it, as a ad, I mean, he's owning 72% of leagues. But if he's out there for you, I think Chase Claypool's role is going to be a little bit improved now. Um, I like him much better with the Bears than I did with Pittsburgh. Point no, blank. The only thing is with these receivers switching teams, are they going to be able to get to the system quick? Are they going to learn the playbook quick? This is the thing. That's the thing. Not everybody is the the scholar student that uh, uh, McCaffrey is, being from Stanford, and can learn a playbook in a three-hour trip on a plane. I don't think that. I don't think the Bears' playbook is going to be all that complex. <laughs> uh-huh. Draw it in the dirt. Yeah, uh, I, I like him. I like Claypool there. I think now you have a little bit of an established one-two-three punch. Okay. I, I think you have Mooney, you have Claypool, you have St. Brown. Those three are you're going to be your three guys. But now they now Justin Fields is playing very well the last couple of weeks. You add another guy in there who we know is serviceable. They need I, I like a weapon it. for this kid. Uh, one guy that you can drop, and God, am I happy to say it. It makes me so fucking happy to say it. Corey Davis, injured <laughs> knee, out last week, didn't practice. Uh, he had one target against Denver for zero points. Before that, he had a six. Before that, he had a four. Before that, he came from the dead and had a 16. But he had a great first four weeks of the year. And now Corey Davis has done what Corey Davis does every year. Get injured and produce nothing. So you can drop the Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Thank God. You don't know how happy it makes me to say that. Because he made me look so fucking stupid the first four weeks of the year. Because all I do is talk about how badly I despise Corey Davis. If you remember Corey the first Davis. four weeks of the year, it was Joe Flacco time. Yes, and they take away Joe Flacco. One has what been... happened to that offense? That offense was fucking utterly just dismantled. The has-beens were playing better weeks. than the new guys. Yes. You had Joe Flacco and Corey Davis. All it looked like all of a sudden you get Zach Wilson comes back, and it's been a fucking. Shit it looked show. like fucking Steve Young and Jerry Rice with Flacco and Corey Davis. Yes. and now, now the has-beens have gone back to the nursing home. Thank God. Uh, moving on. To the tight end position, the one everybody loves to talk about because there's just so uh. much there. Um, start <laughs> Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Uh, it, okay, realistically, the Taysom Hill thing is done. You you can you can kind of put him back where he belongs because I, I just it's a it's a gadget. It's a, yeah, it, it was a fad. He put up 42 points for a bunch of people one week. It was great. I mean, can he get you five or six points a week? Yeah, but you're looking for a little bit more out of the tight end position. Uh, I told everybody to drop Tyler Conklin last week because he put up a zero, a two, and a four, and then he went up against New England and put up 23. So Uh, if you dropped Tyler Conklin last week, go pick him back up because he's still got some gas in the tank there. A couple guys on a bye this week, Kittle, Fryermuth, and Joku's obviously still out even though we loved him. Uh, I want to talk about TJ Hawkinson. We reported the trade yesterday. Um, He's going to Minnesota. Irv Smith Jr. hit IR yesterday with a bum ankle. There's truly, and the more and more I read about this deal, the more and more I love it. It's an absolute perfect fit to have Hawkinson in Minnesota. 
Reason number one, do you know where TJ Hawkinson is from, where he grew up? No. Northern Iowa. There you go. So, essentially, he's going right close to back home. Uh, obviously, he went to Iowa for college. He's going to the Vikings. Kirk Cousins loves a reliable tight end. We've seen this time and time and time again. I mean, those years with Kyle Rudolph. Um, I, I like Hawkinson. He is better than Conklin was there or that Irv Smith Jr. was there. I think he fits right into the offense. I think he makes a – I think he's productive week one. If you got Hawkinson, start him this week. You probably already are. But I love Anger, Evan Ingram this week. The Jacksonville Jaguars tight end against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the writing was on the wall for this guy to have a little bit of a breakout. He caught his first touchdown of the year last week in a 13-and-a-half-point performance. I think – Trevor Lawrence is going to start looking to him more in the red zone. Okay. He hasn't yet this year. Obviously, first touchdown of the year. But if you look at his targets, 6, 7, 6, 10. Ever since week five, they've gone up from 4, 3, 1, up into that 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 threshold. And yardage-wise, 69, 40, 67, 55. It was the touchdown that was making the difference between an eight-point-a-week player and a 14-point-a-week player. I think they're going to look to utilize him more in the red zone. I love Evan Ingram this week against Vegas. I think the Jaguars are going to have a big game this week. Um, and I love him going forward. Is he an instant start every week? No. Is he a good guy to pick up if he's out there? Yeah, he's only owned in 45% of leagues. So for half of you, he's out there. Uh one other guy who I've never spoke very highly of here is Bobby Tanyan. I told you guys after week six, he put up 14 points. I said, don't buy into the Robert Tanyan train. Um, I'll say this much. If he's going to have a week, if you have Robert Tanyan rostered, if you wanted to play Robert Tanyan once this year, this is the week to do that. After this week, you can immediately drop him back to where he belongs in the free agent pool. Uh, but one guy that I think you should look to picking up is Hayden Hurst, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's only owned in 60% of leagues. He's averaging seven points a week, which isn't great. But I think he is going to have a little bit more red zone production with Jamar Chase out. There's not going to be as many 60-yard touchdowns flying down the field to Jamar Chase from Joe Burrow while he's gone. They're going to have to learn to play a red zone offense rather than just big plays. I think Hayden Hurst will be part of that. Look for him to get a little bit more production, a little bit more target share. Uh, I like the addition of Hayden Hurst. He's out there for half of you. One guy who's really fallen from glory is um, Tyler Higby. Well, let, let's be real. The, um, the Los Angeles Rams – offense is the football equivalent of erectile dysfunction right now. Um, and unfortunately, Tyler Higby has felt the blunt of that. He has had three receptions in the last two weeks after having 17 the two weeks before. Um, unless you see Stafford make a turnaround, you're, you got to keep Higby on the bench. He was having He was off to a good start, but you got to keep him on the bench. Um, one last guy that I want to talk about here. Uh, sorry. Here, Corey Davis is questionable. Huh? Says here, Corey Davis is questionable. 
uh, just get rid of him. I don't okay. care what he is. Get rid of him. <laughs> uh, one guy that I think whose production will peak a little bit, there's a lot of hype going to this guy in the draft, was Cole Komet of the Chicago Bears. I'm not going to lie to you. The Chicago Bears, I talked a whole lot of shit about them on this show. I think you're going to see an uptick in production even more. Uh, I, I think at the end of the year, you're going to see a close to 500 Bears team. And you're going to be like, how the fuck did this happen? But I think Cole Komet could see a lot more production going forward if the Bears continue doing what they've been doing. Rostered in 28% of leagues. If you need a tight end, if you got an injury, if you want to throw somebody in on a bye week, I, I really – I think Cole Komet might see an uptick in production going forward, especially going forward Miami, Detroit, Atlanta, the Jets. That That's – those are offensive production numbers for me. Those are weeks where you're going to have offensive production. I like Cole Komet going forward. Let's put the Philadelphia Eagle defense in. <laughs> uh, moving on to defense. Uh, how about here? Let's go to our fans league. Yes. Well, let's go to the tipped fans league where we do team defense. And let's talk about this now. Realistically. There's a couple defenses who have set themselves apart from everybody else. The Dallas Cowboys uh, have 16 more points than any other team defense out there. So they are on a bye week this week. The How Sam- many they got total points? 99. So far? So yeah. far. Uh, so they're averaging they're 12 and a half points a week. They are number one. Um, so they're on a bye. The 49ers and Broncos are tied for fourth with 75 points. They are both on a bye. So you may ask, who do we play with our top defenses on a bye? Uh, the number two ranked defense, the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, outside of the Philadelphia oh. Eagles, because you just can't play the Eagles I, all I, the time. Not everybody's going to have the Eagles. For some reason, I like the Baltimore Ravens defense this week. Don't like their secondary, but I like them against the run now that they got an actual run stopper in there. The Ravens defense currently yeah. ranked nine, uh, averaging eight and a half points a week. I don't mind that. I I truly believe that uh, Roquan Smith will bring something to the table there that they haven't had since Ray Lewis retired uh, against New Orleans this week. New Orleans has New Orleans has embarrassed a few teams this year, so I don't. Yeah, know. I, it, New Orleans scares the shit out of me. They're sleepy. Yes, because Andy sneaky. Dalton, when it when it looks like Andy Dalton is horrible and he throws three picks, the next thing you know, he throws three touchdowns and beats you. <laughs> yeah, um, you know who I do like this week, and they're only owned in ten percent of leagues. The Seahawks defense is currently ranked eighth. Yes, and they average eight and a half points a week, same as the Ravens. Yep, uh, a, a point and a half behind the Bills. Uh, and they're only owned in 10% of leagues. Wow. If they're out there for you, go grab them. The Seahawks are the Seahawks are this year's what the fuck. They truly yeah. are because you didn't expect this I, on either side of the ball. We all picked them to be at the cellar. Correct. 32. Yes. I had them 32 of 32. Yep. Um, the Buccaneers have had three pretty piss poor weeks in a row. Four, one, and zero against the Rams this week. You know... I don't like their defense against the Rams. I don't like their defense don't. against the Rams I don't, either. If you want to know why, they've shown something in the last two weeks. They've been exploited against the run. Yep. And that's that was the strength of that team. Agree. Was you were unable to run the football on them, and they've been getting gashed the last two weeks. Uh, 
Another defense I do not like this week is the Titans, currently ranked 12th, averaging eight points a week against the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't like any defense against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I, I don't mind. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'll say this. I don't. I, I, I like the Bengals defense against Carolina this week. Okay. I think you could see some decent production there. I think Carol. I think Cincinnati's going to have a bounce back week. They have to. Um, and I love the Patriots D against Indy. Obviously, if you have the Patriots D, you're most likely I, playing them. I will them. say this about Carolina: if they continue the running the football the way they've been running, they're going to be they're going to be a team to you better watch out for them because they could upset you. Ask Tom Brady if they come out with that intensity. Tell it they could do some damage. Um, real quick, I wanted to discuss this before we end our fantasy frenzy this week. So. I tabulated a little um, formula uh, for my for our power rankings. Rather than me just saying who I like, I wanted to, uh, you know, break it down a little bit more. Because as we know, I'm the analytics guy here, and I wanted to create something a little analytical. Um, we're going to post this on our Instagram, and I'd like to get some feedback from you guys. Uh, there was one big outlier here, and I'm going to spoil it for you guys. But with my algorithm, my formula, it, it gave me that New England was the sixth best team in football right now. The sixth best team. Just the guy who's talked trash about him from, since week one. Listen, uh, I don't know how much merit I hold in this yet. I Is guess we'll see after this algorithm year. Algorithm smoking a shit ton of peyote. Well, I mean, for example, Did you wake up and smoke. Here's how, weed but pads? here's how you know the algorithm isn't awful. Buffalo one, Philly two, Kansas City three. Can anybody argue with that? No. Okay. Uh, here's the bottom three: Pittsburgh, Houston, Detroit. Can anybody argue that? No. Okay. So there are a couple outliers there, but I'd love to see if we take right now, and I'm going to continue to, ta- to, to add it up week by week, but I'd like to see where teams end up at the end of the year ver- based off of this formula. So we're going to post it on our uh, Instagram. My whole formula will be on there and where all of the teams rank. So look forward to that. Uh, anything before we end? Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Fantasy Frenzy from the Tip Balls podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram to see my updated power rankings at Tip Balls. Uh, We post all the NFL news and updates on Twitter. That is also at Tip Balls. Bruce doesn't do shit with our TikTok, so you probably shouldn't even follow us there, but it's at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, make sure to subscribe and watch us on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening. You will hear from us on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Am I perfect? (laughs) 